0: Hello and welcome to Chapter 4 of the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host as always, the Honorable Greg B. And today is a special episode and it's going to be the longest episode I've ever done. But with reason. Not just because I'm going to babble on forever, but I will do that to begin with. Uh, So, today is October 19th, uh, 2015 and we're two days away from a special day that some of you may have heard about and some of you may have not heard about, and some of you may not care, but um, October 21st, 2015 um, was the day in the featured film Back to the Future Part 2, which is the sequel to Back to the Future, which came out 30 years ago, um, well, 30 years ago, a couple months ago, but um, um, in the sequel, which came out in 1989, um, they decided to go to the future, and they chose October 21st. 2015 uh why they chose that date who knows but we're coming up on the anniversary of that or not the anniversary the day sorry the day of that um so uh i decided you know all right what's the best way to do that well you know what i'm just gonna watch back to the future part two and do an audio commentary of it basically um so if you want to follow along i'm watching the uh, 25th anniversary edition that came out well five years ago um i think there's a 30th anniversary edition that's coming out on blu-ray actually on the 21st um Obviously, I don't have that yet, and I probably won't get it because I don't see what that could possibly be in that um, that I would want. Other than I do believe they decided to throw in the cartoon in this time, which, if you're not familiar, after the movies were done, they did a cartoon, which was sort of a continuation of the movies where they traveled around and solved problems through time or whatever. So more like Quantum Leap, I think, than uh, the actual movies. Like, I think they were trying to solve, like, historical I don't, actually, I never watched it, so I don't know. But um, anyways, so Back to the Future Part 2 um, coming up. And um, I'm just going to get this all ready to go. Um, if I can figure this out. Um, yeah, so alright we're going to start now. And uh, I don't think I really have anything other, other thing to say before I start. I, I guess um, Back to the Future was one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Back to the Future is right there with it. I mean, honestly, I don't know which one I like better. Um, this one, Back to the Future Part Two, I actually did see in the theaters back in 1989. Um, so, um, you know, uh, it's got a little more sentimental value, maybe, because I saw it in the theaters. I don't really know. Um, but they're both great movies. Third one, eh, not as much, but it's still a good movie. Um, I got all my stuff lined up. And, you know, honestly, uh, I'll say this right now before I get into it anymore, but... I actually kind of did this sort of before, just not in a podcast form um, or audio form. I did it as a blog post back in April of 2011 um, uh, on my blog post at, uh, at RazorVader.blogspot.com. So if you want to go check that out, I'm probably going to repeat a lot of the stuff I wrote in that just because it's the same movie. But um, I did actually all three movies. Um, that time it was called Back to the Future Fest. But, um, you know, whatever. All right. Let's just get into this, because this is movie's like an hour and 45 minutes anyways. Uh, you know, came out in uh, 1989, as I mentioned, so it was December, no, it was November, November 22nd, 1989, actually, I know someone has, their birthday's November 22nd, actually, you know, a lot of stuff happened in November 22nd, now that I think about it, uh, that's when JFK got shot, but that was obviously a long time before this movie came out, um... Alright, let's go. I'm going to hit and play right now, and we're ready to go. I don't know how loud it's going to be in the background, so I apologize uh, if it is too loud. Um, or I might have to turn it up if I can't hear it. It says, I don't know how loud the menu was based off how the movie's going to be. Um, and yeah, so alright, so obviously it stars Michael J. Fox, uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, Leah Thompson, Thomas F. Wilson, Flea's in this, uh, Billy Zane's in this movie, Elijah Wood, this is his first movie, um, Joe Flaherty. It plays a uh, crucial role in the uh, in the uh, the uh, ending of the movie. I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it yet. But if you haven't seen this movie yet, I don't know why you'd be listening to this. But if for some reason you are, uh, I would say uh, go back and watch it without me talking over it. Um, and go back and watch the first one if you haven't seen that either. A lot of people these days haven't seen Back to the Future. I don't understand. It's such a great movie and it's, you know... It's on TV all the time, that's the other thing that bothers me, it's on TV all, these movies are on all the time, they're on AMC, or Spike, or USA, or Sci-Fi, or something, all the time, so, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand, but, um, anyways, so, now, Back to the Future 2 does something that the Rocky movies did a lot, and, And a few other franchises, I think. I think Friday the 13th is a lot. Back in the 80s, a lot. I think there's probably more that I'm not even thinking of. But they would start off the sequel, or the next movie, with the last scene from the first movie, or the previous movie, and kind of continue continue it from it. So there's a problem here with that in this movie. They had to reshoot it because they had to recast the role of Jennifer, because Claudia Wells, who played her in the first one, his mom got sick and couldn't do it. So they recast her as a little bit shoe. They had to reshoot this. Which, in the framework of this movie, kind of makes sense. Because, well, Michael J. Fox is a little bit older. Um, he's a little bit um, uh, bigger. His hair's a little longer. He looks a little different. You know, so... Um, you know, it would be weird if, like, all of a sudden he just changed his looks. Which is the issue... I sort of have it a Rocky, but although with Rocky I have a couple of different issues. But also I think they wanted to reshoot this whole thing. This whole part with Doc showing up and meeting them in the driveway and telling them they have to come to the future to save their children. Which this whole part really contradicts the whole Doc's like Don't you can't know the future and you gotta be careful and you don't want people finding out about this thing. It's broad daylight. He just shows up in broad daylight with the time machine like really he couldn't have showed up like in the middle of the night like you know in some like weird field and called marty and say hey marty like uh you know can you can you come uh you know meet me i need to tell you something and um tells him they have kids and they're married like why would he do that he told him not to tell him any of that stuff except for the whole libyans thing which he uh eventually did find out about in the first one he didn't didn't uh and opened the letter even though he told him not to and then, to top it off, middle, middle of the day, right down the middle of the street, popularly street, like not in the middle of nowhere, um, he uh, flies the car. Flying to Thorian. But they added this part with Biff, seeing it, which plays a huge part in the plot of this movie, obviously. But And I get it. I get it. I know that this movie wasn't supposed to originally have a sequel. They didn't know. They didn't plan it that way. Um, In fact, when the movie ends it just says it doesn't even say anything uh didn't wasn 't until it was big hit and went to like uh you know v h s and whatever that it said to be continued so obviously they need to kind of tie that in to whatever the second movie was going to be I guess I guess they they could didn't need to they could have done something completely different but I mean it makes more sense to do it this way um the, the, but the the thing is, is though, it's like, it's just like, you know, immediately Doc just starts contradicting himself about why he even took Jennifer along and blah, blah, blah. And it's just so, it's so dumb. But anyways, they redid that thing and Biff obviously sees it. How no one else it, just Biff, I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so they, they are flying right now. Although, this part didn't really make any sense to me either. So it's like, alright, they took off in the time machine, they're flying, they clearly got above 88 miles an hour and probably went back, went to back to the future, or went to the future, I should say, uh, but they're flying through the clouds, like, I, I'm confused, where are the other cars, because two seconds later, they're in the cars, like, uh, I don't know, I guess they needed something for the, the credits, but, and I know, hey, listen, I know I'm sitting here and I'm just, like, running down how stupid this movie is, and how, but I've seen it so many times to know, like, I don't know else to point out, like, if you've seen this movie, like, you know what happens, like, you know all the stuff, and it's a great movie, but, um, you know, there's, (laughs) you know, there's obviously a lot of issues with this movie, but, uh, alright, I'm trying not to do that too much, but, alright, I'm going to point out some of the things they got right about the feature, though, because that's kind of interesting part, especially given what's going on right now, and. Um, some of the things that they discussed in this movie. Um, but we go. 4.29 p.m. October 21st, 2015. Um, yeah, so that's going to be... Now, they... It's obviously Hill Valley. is West Coast, so it's going to be 7.29, um, Eastern Time. So I will be at the Bruins game. Um, celebrating, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do, but... Um, Yep, October 21st, 2015. They mentioned it multiple times. I don't know. I don't know the significance of the day. I don't know why they picked it. Um, see, now, see, Jennifer starts asking Doc all these questions about the future. Like, she's freaked the hell out because she's in a time machine. She doesn't. Why would she understand any of this? And uh, then, then he pulls a Bill Cosby and knocks her out. Okay, fine. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know what that machine was, though. What the hell was that machine? Some sort of regenerator thingy? I. I think you just said it, but like, really? He just knocked her out like that? That we're cool with that? We're cool with that? Okay. But then why'd you bring her? I mean, I think they're just kind of making fun of that whole thing right now. Is like, you know, it's like uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But all right, you know, here we are, here they are in Hill Valley. It's uh, raining. But the rain's about to stop because they have weather machines, which I think was the plot to one of the GI Joes? if or maybe I'm confusing that, uh, or maybe that was a cartoon or something. Wasn't they get a time machine? Or maybe I'm few, maybe I'm making that up. Um. All right. This this is another part of this movie that really bothers me. Coming up, um, when you think about it. Um, and not the rain thing And and not the abolishing all lawyers either Like that's fine If they wanted to abolish all lawyers Whatever But um, The funny thing I think about this whole scene coming up Is I don't know what Doc has to do Like I don't know where Doc has to go When Marty's trying to like You know meet up with his son or whatever uh, First he pulls his face off Which is great um and obviously that's a big joke is he doesn't really look that much different i think that's the joke right i'm pretty sure right anyways um uh they like i think i'm pretty sure the doc just has to go pick up einstein um and for some reason he can't take jennifer with him so just leaves her in an alley yeah, I, I don't understand how that's okay. Like, just leave a passed out girl in an alley. I mean, it's 2015. I don't, I don't really think that's okay. That's an okay thing to do, and and I don't know what 1989's thought process of 2015 that that would been okay. Um, now he's also got these weird gadgets that obviously I don't think like normal people are gonna have. Like he somehow knocks her out or whatever and then he's got this thing with the sun and whatever and somehow knocks him out but doesn't have enough to blah blah blah. Alright, here's the here's the lace up shoes now. Um I supposedly I read somewhere that Nike was actually gonna make these, but from what I've heard they haven't. They did make shoes that looked like those and auctioned them off for ALS uh, uh, No Lou Gehrig no wait, no what he's got. No Parkinson, sorry. Parkinson's uh uh thing um but uh they only made a certain amount of them and they went for tons of tons of money and and all that now here's one here's a product that i think would actually be kind of cool but they don't really have the self-drying and 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 auto-adjusting jacket that'd be cool like you know you can just press the button and automatically just all right see all right now they're going to leave her in the alley but these weird multicolored hats i don't know what that's all about the fashion, they didn't quite get so much. I don't know what the stock's wearing. I don't think anyone's going to wear it. Um, now, the Pepsi part here is coming up. It's kind of interesting. Because Pepsi actually announced... there's They did a commercial... I think it's just online. But they have a product here called Pepsi Perfect. And they actually are going to make it. Or they have made it. And I guess they gave out a bunch at the New York Comic Con last weekend. Or two weekends ago, I think. Or whatever it was, um, and they're only they only made sixty five thousand bottles, and they sell for like for twenty dollars and fifteen cents. You have to you had to like order them online. They went. I don't know if there's. I don't know when they go on sale. I'm guessing Wednesday. Um, but uh, I, like I don't understand why they just wouldn't have released them. Like just go go for it. I mean the Pepsi Perfect wasn't anything special. It was just Pepsi in a in a in the weird looking bottle, um, but. It uh, it, it doesn't really make sense to me that they would only do sixty five hundred, or sixty five thousand. Like, just make it like a product. Just release it for. They should have done it the whole year is what they should have done. But uh, whatever. At least they're doing something. And I'm pretty sure Toyota is doing something because I saw something online with, with uh, with uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lord talking to each other about stuff in the future. Um, and they also have been doing these back in time commercials uh recently although it's kind of confusing because some of them are 90s some of them some of them seem like they're 90s and other them seem like they're 80s which but they still play back in time which is clearly 80s but whatever anyways um yeah all right here's doc going to do whatever just leaves jennifer in an alley that that seems smart and then uh marty mcfly is going out into the future to see what's going on um My first glances of the future don't look anything too crazy. um, Except for the flying cars, obviously, which we do not have in here in 2015, as you may be aware of. Um, And the car designs are a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Some of these car designs are not anything like you're going to see today. Although, you know, they're actually not that off, (laughs) you know, is the weird part. Um but yeah I I don't think the flying car would be very uh I don't think it'd work well and people can't drive on the road like imagine them flying around the air Jaws 19 all right coming up here now Universal that made these movies obviously uh um they did a fake they did a fake trailer for Jaws 19 it's pretty hilarious go online and find it it's it's fantastic um Texaco automatic pumpers I don't that's not a thing um hologram thing is kind of cool uh our 3d is not that great um if you've been to a 3d movie lately it's it's certainly better than it probably was but it's not great mm-hmm. good to see goldie wilson's family is still uh still uh doing well in hill valley uh golden Wilton the third is now the mayor which is going to lead me to a problem i have with this movie not so much this movie but just these movies in general um, coming up in a little bit. So he's going to the Cafe eighties, which great place, great name for a place. I feel like that would exist now. Alright, so this is interesting here when he's looking at the you know, the sports almanac obviously, but you got like an Apple computer, you got like an old TV, you got a bunch of cool stuff from like the eighties, like obviously, because the one else they're gonna be from the Jaws Nintendo game. Another Jaws reference, I know, right? Hmm, I wonder if Steven Spielberg had gonna do with this. Oh yeah, he totally did. Alright, so now, this is interesting because if you walked into an 80s cafe and they have the automated, like, they don't have waitresses. They just have automated ordering machines, which is kind of a thing now. Like, if you go to some place, the McDonald's just started doing this. Now, the whole idea of working out, the, those people are on bikes and they're working out and then and, and eating at the same time, I don't think that's really a thing that I can think of, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't do it. Um... Ronald Reagan and Ayatollah Rock and Roll. I don't know what that guy is. I forget his name was. Uh, yeah, whatever. That was probably like a thing at the time. I don't really remember it. Um, so, who orders a Pepsi? All he wants is a Pepsi. Now, see, I don't know if that's a reference to the um, Suicidal Tendency songs institutionalized or not, but it's, it's kind of funny. And there's Biff. Um, now, here's my problem with this there's Biff, right? And his grandson, Griff shows up now where's the other one where's the other child in there now it doesn't necessarily have to be a boy it could have been a girl like Biff could have had a daughter and his daughter had Griff I don't know but we just never know any of that because they never show any of that because was Biff married in 1985 as far as we knew, I don't know I mean I know we I mean I don't want to spoil anything for later but in this in this reality here did did He he got married, apparently, had a kid, like, but wouldn't that kid have had to have been the same age as Marty? Because then that kid had a kid that's now the same age as Marty... Alright, forget it, whatever. Anyways, here's, uh, here's Griff and Biff. Now, this is one of the first movies I kind of remember where people were playing two actors at the same, or two characters at the same time, um... I'm sure there might have been some before, and obviously there's been tons since, but this is really one of those first movies that I can really think of, like, because they only briefly had two Michael J. Foxes in the first one, but they were never on screen at the same time. When he was coming to save Doc from the Libyans at the end of the movie, you know, obviously the other Marty was driving off in the DeLorean. All right, here we go. Wild Gunman. Um, and we got Elijah Wood making his on-screen debut. I think this is actually the first thing he ever did. It's kind of funny because his career was a little—I don't know—I don't know what how to explain his career because, like, obviously, I, I don't—he's I mean, when this as a little kid he has one little, one little uh, line and he's out. And the next thing, next, and the first big thing I can remember him doing was the Good Son with uh, Macaulay Cook, and then obviously he was Frodo. But now he's, like, playing third fiddle to, like, Vin Diesel and, and Michael Kane and some witch, last witch hunter. Like, what is that, you know? He did do that TV show Wilford, which I did enjoy, but I don't know. He's always been kind of, I don't know. He's now he's, he's always, like, one of those guys It's like, eh, why is Woods in this, eh, you know, other than Frodo, obviously. And even then, people weren't, t- people weren't, like, ecstatic that, that he was Frodo. He was good at Frodo, though. I had never had any problems with him being Frodo. I wonder who that other kid is, though. I heard his Griffith's gang, and now Marty Jr. showed up. Ruined everything. Um, I don't think these people are anybody I can think of. I don't look familiar to me. Unlike Billy Zane, who was in his 50s gang, or Griff's, or Biff's 50s gang. Um, you know, honestly, I could probably quote this whole movie pretty much word for word if I wanted to. I'm not going to. Obviously, that would be boring for you. Um, and stupid, but um, yeah, I've probably seen. I can't. Sorry, I'm eating right now. It's very professional of me, but um, I I can't I can't say off the top of my head. How many times I've actually seen this movie. But it's got to be. A lot. I mean. I I have no idea. I have no. I have no. This one or the first one. Probably not the third one as much. But. Alright. So now here they're about to establish. They're about to establish. A running gag throughout the second and third movie. They do this a lot with the second and third movies. They. You know. Make good reference to the first movie. Definitely. But. No, no point in the first movie did ever, anyone ever call him chicken. And that comes a running thing throughout these movies. You know. And, uh. I mean, obviously, right now, he runs out. They go to chase him. And they re- redo the whole chase scene from the first movie. When he's on the skateboard. Um, and they chase him the car. But because it's the future, what do they got now is they got hoverboards. Um, and at the time of this, when they did the movie, there was a rumor that hoverboards were real. Now, hoverboards were not real at the time, and they're not really real now. There's a couple people that have tried to make them, but they're not quite what they are, not at all what they are in the movie, and obviously not available on a commercial scale. Just one or two may exist, I think. I wanna say Akron made one and or something, I don't know. And they looked weird and not at all like they're portrayed here. Um, the other thing is I never understood why they wouldn't work on water. Or if you unless you had power. Like what what is the what is the wa- what what does the water do that the ground does different I don't know. I don't know the physics of it. I guess I'm no scientist. I'm no Doc Brown, as it were. Alright, so obviously they're making reference to the first movie here. Biff remembers all this. Um. So I'm just gonna watch the movie right now. Now, here's the other thing. Is they make fun of him for going on water. As if he wouldn't know that it didn't work on water. But he didn't go on the water on purpose. He calls him a bozo, though. That's that's fantastic. And What is this helmet he's wearing? What kind of helmet is that? Like I said, the fashion part of the, the 2015, they didn't quite get right. Like, what the hell are these guys all wearing? If you ever see anyone wearing one of these... Outfits today—they're probably just making a reference to 2000 or to Back to the Future, because I don't—I don't—I don't know anyone who wears anything like this in 2015. I mean, I—I I wouldn't know how to describe what the fashion of 2015 is necessarily. Like, it's one of those things you don't realize is happening till kind of afterwards. But I would not at all say it's anything that anyone's wearing in this scene right now. Um, and then, uh, you know, he drops into the water, and they go flying off into the, the, uh, clock tower, or, well, not the clock tower, but the town hall, um, yeah, um, so, anyways, um, I wanted to go back one second to discuss something that I kind of missed, or I didn't mention, but... So this movie does not star Crispin Glover, okay? Crispin Glover was George McFly in the first one. He was a big part of the first one, and, um, well... They couldn't come to agreement on terms of money and all sorts of things. There's a bunch of rumors. No one is really no 100% sure what's actually true or not. Crispin Glover said they lowballed him. They say they didn't, whatever. But who knows, and he's not. So he didn't come in the movie, and his character kind of got a bit um, downgraded. But, all right, here we're coming up now. Sports Flash. Cubs win World Series. Sweep. Over Miami. Now, apparently the Gators. 100 to 1 shot. Now, that's not accurate. Um, the Cubs were not a 100 to 1 shot at all. A lot due, in fact, to this movie. Because a lot of people were aware that in this movie, they predict in 2015, the Cubs were going to win the World Series. Now, the Cubs weren't coming to this year as to respect to be that great, but... Um, you know, it turns out um, they have a chance. Uh, here we are, October 21st, or, or sorry, t- October 19th, but it's October 21st. Now, obviously, they didn't get that right because, well, um, yeah, it's October twenty, it's October 19th, October 21st. It's only going to be game three of the, or game four, I should say, of the NLCS, uh, game five of the ALCS. They're not even, the World Series doesn't even start for another week. So, obviously, they couldn't have swept um the Miami Gators, who are not a team. Miami Marlins are a team, though, so they did pretty that right. They did get the Miami Marlins right. Um, well, at least a baseball team in Miami, should I should say. But in this portrayal, they would have had to be the American League, which they're obviously in the National League. And, uh, well, that doesn't really work. Um, so, but with that said, the the Cubs are down 2 nothing to the Mets right now in the... Um, NLCS, so they might get end up getting swept um, on October 21st, uh, 2015, out of the NLCS anyways, which would be somewhat appropriate, I guess, but, you know, I kind of wanted to see it happen. I mean, they predicted this. This is, this is 1989, so they predicted it, and apparently it was done as a joke. Apparently the, the writer, Bob Gale, or one of the writers, Bob Gale along with Robert Zemeckis, He's from St. Louis, and or I don't know if he's from St. Louis, but he's a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, and kind of put that in as a jab at the Cubs because they haven't won the World Series since 1908, and in 1989, when it was 81 years had passed, that seemed like a really long time, and here we are in 2015, and well, more time has passed, and they still haven't won. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, all right, they succeeded in in their, what they were trying to do, not get the all right, no, sorry. And his son's not going to jail. But anyways. Alright. This part here also contradicts Doc. Because in the first part of Back to the Future. When he was about to go to the future. Before the Libyans showed up. He actually says. When he's going to go on 25 years in the future. Which would have been in 2010. And that would have already passed. That he could get to see the next 25 World Series champions. Which you could surmise he was going to then use to his advantage. Um, but now he's all against it. Ooh, can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So now we go. Great Scott. They, f- The cops found Jennifer in an alley. Hmm. A passed out girl in an alley. Well, good, good, good for you cops. Like, I'm glad the cops of 2015 are looking out for people. Um, <laughs> but... The thumbprint part, this is another thing they kind of got right. Thumbprint, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm using my thumbprint to get into my phone. That's something that, I mean, obviously thumbprints have always been used to identify people to some degree. But to actually use it in electronic devices, and we'll see up here later, where Biff pays for his taxi with his thumb just by paying his thumbprint. That's much like the Apple Apple Pay one. You go up to one of those scanner things. You just put your thumbprint on and you pay. And then, I mean, you know, they, they got that right. They nailed that. Not going to lie that. Um, so, all right. So here's here's where Doc explains to Marty that if she runs into her other self, that could cause a cosmic reaction, that base time paradox, destroy the universe type of thing. They say this multiple times throughout the course of the um, films, and although in multiple cases in this movie specifically. Uh, the future selves run into past selves and nothing happens. So I'm a little, a little sure. I don't know how how well Doc knew what was going on there. Because uh, it didn't happen. But it's a movie. Obviously. <laughs> so there's really a real sense in, in that. Um, now, I will say this. Um, and I was just watching an episode of Family Guy the other day where uh, Stewie's half-brother... Dealy guy Bertram finds out he's made made a made a um a time machine and he basically just rips off that scene right there, which is fantastic. Uh, Hildale. Now, it's funny with this Hildale because Marty seems to think it it's an awesome place, but based off of what we see here, it's and what the cop says right here it's kind of a crappy area a lot of zip heads a lot of zip heads there i don't know what zip head is exactly but a lot of, a lot of them a lot of them in that area all right again using the thumbprint to get in the house i don't think that's the actual thing but this part to reprogram to turn the lights on now then she says lights on and turns the lights on now I don't know if you can... I, I'm pretty sure there are programs where you can actually do that. I know, for instance, Alexa over here um, can turn the lights on if I tell her to. If I have the right programming. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I don't have the... There's a certain things you can buy and they can sync them up with Alexa and then tell her, to Alexa, turn the lights on and then she'll turn the lights on if you have the programming. If you don't, well, obviously she's not going to do anything. Right, Alexa? I couldn't find any smart devices on your network in Gregory's profile. Please ask Alexa to discover your devices before using connected home features. See, exactly. But, like what she just said. I don't have any, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, now, here's the thing that I don't know. Obviously, this is done as a joke, I'm assuming. But, um, so Marty's daughter, who, um marlene mcfly um they they uh used michael j fox for as probably you know the joke whatever but they easily could have used elizabeth shue or leah thompson to look like her too right i mean wouldn't that have been it all right here we go here we go now see you got george mcfly coming as the old george mcfly and he threw his back out and he's now upside down on this thing now I'm guessing that they did that on purpose, kind of to, to kind of take away your your perception of what exactly you know is going on there. Because you're distracted by the fact that he's upside down, you don't maybe don't notice that it's not Crispin Glover and it's somebody else. I suppose. Um, see now, here's there's more stuff about the chicken stuff that wasn't at all in the first one, but they came up with the second one. Um, and they talk about an automobile accident, which obviously hadn't happened yet um and George Mcfly is pretty much that's it for George Mcfly in this movie Because um, um he he kind of disappears <laughs> um and then obviously uh later he's uh well we'll we'll wait till later until to, to get to that uh part. Um, sorry, this is just trying to eat here. Um, I don't think they have the actual like automatic walking dog thingy. I don't think that's a thing. If it is, I don't know about it because I'm 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 always having to walk my dog myself now. Taxi drivers in general are kind of going away because of Uber and stuff. But why this guy has a parrot? Is that a thing? That's supposed to be a thing. Like, why does he have a parrot? The taxi drivers supposed to have parrots in the future I, or today? I, I don't quite get it. Now I'm wondering where Marty goes to at this point that Biff is allowed to steal the time machine. Um, because, like, wouldn't he have noticed the car, like, got moved or something? I, I don't know. Um, all right, I guess, I guess, well, that, I think that was the only line that George McClendon had, but, because he was done that scene there, too, but. All right, here's another thing that they definitely got right, the flat-screen televisions, wide-screen, flat sc- flat-wide-screen televisions. Now, watching... Six shows at once hasn't become a thing so much. I mean, the capabilities I'm, are there, uh, but people don't do that. And furthermore, he's watching four, six different channels, but they're all, like, standard 4x3. They're not the widescreen, which kind of defeats the purpose of the widescreen, sort of, maybe? I don't know. Um, I don't know what Lithium Mode is, but I don't think we have it. Or maybe we do, I don't know. Um, the next part here with the pizzas, um, are coming up in a second. Um, see, Marty just wanders away. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go check some of that. There's the, there's the, uh, sorry, I skipped ahead. There was a, there's a self-walking dog thingy right now. Now, is that a, is that a... Is that a drone? Is the drone walking see now that that maybe it that that's possible, I think. Maybe if you get a drone, hook it up to your dog's leash and have the drone follow your dog around, that's that I guess that could work. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But alright, see but now Marty like really doesn't notice that the car just got stolen and Biff's not exactly a great driver. He crashes into a dumpster and Marty's not hearing this. Again, I I know, I'm gonna try not to pick pick apart the movie um the hydrate all right here we go here's the pizza part the hydrate level four please um yeah i don't think that's a thing hydrators um not that dehydrated food's not a thing but people just don't have these in there they didn't like replace the microwave oven or nothing like that's not a thing um to that degree um pizza Hut, nice uh, product placement by the as far as I know they, the the pizza is not I mean pizza it's not releasing any like uh thing here now see here's the thing all right so i'm drinking Pepsi they have these weird glasses which I don't quite understand but uh where'd George go George gone uh Marty's wearing two two flat uh, two two yeah, two ties okay here's another interesting thing that they kind of got right um the phone they' getting a phone call on there were wearing all these these glasses so kind of like google glass a little bit like that's sort of like google glass right i mean that's pretty close and you know um and there's flea as needles all right this part i never quite understood but again the uh, facetime type of thing that that's that's pretty accurate i would say like but jennifer is like needles like are we supposed to know who needles is at this point like they kind of establish him like he's like their longtime like high school buddy and although they do go back to that in the third part um they don't he's not a guy that was in the first one they don't mention him ever before this like what are we supposed to know who he is why did she say it that way it's always confusing um Again with the chicken thing. See, th- this is a... <laughs> nobody calls him chicken. But when when did anyone actually do that to him before? Like, is that something that happened in the first one or something that like I I forget? Like, someone called him chicken. Like, what happened? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, he's upset about the being called chickens. So now he's doing whatever the hell he's doing, which I never quite understood. This. He's scanning money into something for something. Something illegal. I get, I get. I take it. Now this part right here, where he yells, "Make it fly!" Um, Ito Fujiz, Ito Fujizi whatever his name is. When I was in the theaters, that was so loud. I just remember that being so loud, and I'm being like, "Oh wow!" That it just made me jump out of my seat. Um. Um. Yeah. So this just establishes that uh, Marty is a. Uh, Kind of, um, kind of an idiot. A bit of an idiot and give, be, um, manipulated. And, alright, so now here's another part that they didn't quite get. So great fax machines in every room. Yeah, that's not really a thing. And no one's on the internet, like, right now. Like, I feel like people should be on their phones on the internet. Like, where are the phones? Where are the internet? Like, like, people, that's what people do these days. People are always on the phones always checking stuff on the internet and that didn't seem to be the case in this future so that's something that definitely did not get right. Not to expect them to get everything right but cell phones aren't established in this reality here like they are in actual reality. And, um, you know, I, I guess that makes sense to some degree but I feel like cell phones back in the late 80s were kind of obviously nowhere near they are today but moving that direction to some degree I don't know alright so here Jennifer runs into Jennifer and they just look at each other And I'm old I'm young and they pass out and they get Jennifer and they take off not knowing that Biff coming back from the future um, or sorry from the past back to the future shut up now here's a big debate that a lot of people have right here and they did film a scene where Biff gets out of the gets out of the thing wanders over and then disappears which based on what he did he's, it sort of makes sense but not really because wouldn't everyone then disappear because then everything would be different it'd be kind of like butterfly effect but why would he just disappear like is is he dead It's really unclear, and that's why they cut it. Because people were confused as to what exactly was happening. So they cut it, and instead he's just... He hurt himself in the the nuts with a cane, I guess. That's why he's in pain, because... In the original uh, cut or whatever, um, he disappears. Now here's Doc again, talking about how it's too dangerous to be in the future. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Which will once again contradict himself... Um in the end. Um, um So now they're going back to nineteen eighty five. Um one thing I will say, and I just heard about this today, I was listening to a podcast, uh, The Nerdist, um, but it was from a few weeks ago, and they were talking about how I guess Chris Hardwick um had found a script somewhere that was the original script for Back to the Future 2, I guess, when George was supposed to be in it, with Crispin Glover was, was going to sign on or whatever. And it had more of a. I guess they went back to the 60s or something along those lines. I don't know. It didn't really explain too much exactly what it was, but something to do with they went back to the 60s and. He was a hippie or something. I don't know. He had to go back and change something around. It was more like the first one, I guess. Although maybe that ties into this somehow. I don't know. I have no idea. But again, (laughs) Jennifer is passed out. At least now they leave her on a swing outside her house. You know, it's not like she was in an alley, you know. But she spent most of this movie passed out. And I don't know if that's because they changed the character. Or they had to, to swap out. Like, I mean, what's wrong with Elizabeth's shoes pulled at Claudia Wells? I don't know. I mean, she wasn't really in the first one that much anyways. But <laughs> she's been just so movie passed out. She was she was awake for, what, five minutes at the beginning and then the five minutes where she's in the future house? I don't know. Um, and there we go. And uh, Marty they noticed the bars and think, thought that was weird and now Doc's going to go home and dismantle the time machine and Marty's going to go sneak into his house like he always does, but something, something's a little off here. The, uh... Door's locked. That's never happened before. And, um... Yeah. So anyways, I mean, th- this scene... This scene's a little, uh, uh... It's a little... It's a little odd. I always found this scene to be a little odd. I mean, um there's definitely some racial overtones in this, stuff. but, uh, yeah, a lot, um, yeah, and this, this, I don't know, this girl loves, seemed to love Michael Jackson, which, yeah, in 1985, I guess, makes sense, um, maybe 1989 it made sense, um, And so, Marty runs off and gets called the sucker a bunch of times. Whatever. Apparently, that's not the first time someone broke into their house. And there's a lot of broken down cars. I mean, you know, as bleak as they try to make this 1985 to be, this is pretty ridiculous. Like, I mean, obviously, I get the point, but um, there's just chalk marks. I'm like, I was yeah these people are dead it's like really like I mean obviously Biff doesn't care because he owns the police which we don't know yet but we will find out um uh, let's see what else I got here I I know I wrote a bunch of stuff about this so okay so coming up here this this is this is probably one of my favorite scenes of all these movies when he goes up to the to a house and finds a newspaper and then um um, the high school principal there, uh, why am I, uh, blanking out his name right now? Um, he, uh, I mean, it's the right date, he's on the right year, right date, so, um... <laughs> Mr. Strickland. Mr. Strickland, wow, I can't, can't really I forgot that. No... I don't understand, and I, and I say this in one of my things, and, and Mr. Strickland obviously has his, just one part here in this movie. He's not really in it as much as... Well, no, I guess that's not true. He's he's he's, he's 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 got a decent role when they go to the past. But more so in the first one, I've always wondered what his deal was. And, I, and I'm guessing... <laughs> I'm guessing Biff's character really did a number on him when back in the 50s because, like, the first scene that he's in, in the first Back to the Future, he just... <laughs> he um, <laughs> he tells Marty after he comes in late. Calls him a slacker, obviously. Because that's what he does, calls everyone a slacker. But um, <laughs> this part's sweet right here. It's the same bum. It's the same bum. Nothing changed for this bum. Calls him a dra- crazy... Because he's a crazy pr- drunk pedestrian Instead of a crazy drunk driver Like in the first, Something happened That bum literally is in the same spot he was In the first movie And everything around him changed But that bum stayed the same Anyways, going back to Mr. Strickland The first thing he says to Marty After giving him detention for being late um, Is not for his band not to bother tr- uh, Auditioning Because no hill valley ever <laughs> made a hill of beans in this. in hill and off. No McFly ever made a hill of beans in this in hill valley or whatever amounted to hill of beans in, in hill valley. It's just like as an educator, is that something you should really say to your student? Like, oh, don't bother. You're, you're worthless and terrible. Um, and this part's great. I mean, the Biff Tannen Museum. Um, the fact that he turned the clock tower the town hall into, like, a, a casino, but still incorporated the clock tower, obviously, that's amazing. I mean, why doesn't that exist? Like, that should be awesome. That'd be awesome if it existed. I mean, I, the clock tower I know is on Universal Plot. I think, or maybe they moved it. I think they moved it because they they had the fire. and it almost got burned down. They think somehow they were able to save it, but I think they moved it somewhere. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um... Now, it's funny, because coming up here, we've got Billy Zane, and, uh, you know, at the time in 19, I don't think Billy Zane had been in it much, I know, he was in the first movie, and he was obviously in this one, I don't think he was in the third one at all, and then obviously he went on to do lots of other stuff, including, but I mean, his most famous role is Zoolander, or it might be Titanic, I don't know, I've never started Titanic, um, don't want to see titanic i never will see titanic but i think he's in that right but he also was in demon knight i don't know if anyone has remembered demon knight i remember it more for the soundtrack because it's an amazing soundtrack uh his tales from the crypt presents demon knight he was the lead role in that um and then of course he was in doolander as uh, billy zane but he's a cool dude but here he is right now um easy way or the hard way the easy way. Um and now here's a recurring role that they are recurring a uh, thing that they do multiple times in all three movies. Mom, mom is that you. And in this case it is, and in the first movie it was. The third movie it's not it's Leah Thompson, but it's a different role which I'm not going to get into that cuz it doesn't really make any sense. But I'm not doing the third movie. Um so, Leah Thompson, I, actually, you know, everyone in this movie kind of had weird careers except for Michael J. Fox. Like, Leah Thompson never really did a ton. I mean, I know she did Howard the Duck after Back to the Future, which was not a good movie. And I don't know if she's been in stuff. And I know she did, like, a Caroline in the City or whatever. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously Michael J. Fox had a, well, you know, he had a pretty good career at this point, and, I mean, I would say this was probably his peak, though, right? I mean, I know he did Spin City, and he did a few other roles, and he's still acting somewhat today. I mean, obviously the Parkinson's kind of derailed him a bit, but, um, I mean, same, I mean, Christopher Lloyd... I would say this is probably also his peak, but I mean he was also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit right around this time too, and he wanted to be Uncle Fester, and he's obviously been in a ton of stuff too. But, um, and Thomas F. Wilson, I mean, other than being the coach in Freaks and Geek, I, I don't, I don't know what else more he did. I remember doing some stand-up com- com- comedy at one point. that I saw, but it was more like a Where Are They Now" type of things. <laughs> For him, uh, which is unfortunate for him, you know, because he, he was great in this role as Biff and Griff and Mad Dog Tannen and all that. You know, and, you know, it's unfortunate that his career didn't really go get any uh, bigger. And then Crispin Glover has done a lot of stuff, but I think he he's best known as George McFly. I mean, obviously, he's like I said, he's not in this movie, but, you know, in terms of the first one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough when you haven't done a ton, and and and, and yeah, obviously more so for Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover and Thomas F. Wilson, as uh, as opposed to Michael J. Fox, who you know was family ties prior to this, and he was also in Teen Wolf and and Secret to My Success and a bunch of movies around this time that did fairly well. Um. And you know, Christopher Lloyd obviously was in Taxi before this, and he was in handful other movies prior to this and after and all that but um you know to be in one of the one of the biggest movies of all time at the time um you know it's it's weird all right um her brother joey that was a running thing that happened in the first two movies they talk about his brother joey being in jail or her brother joey Lorraine's brother Joey being in jail. What did he do? I want to know what he did. Like that, there's there's a couple parts of this movie, like this whole series that it's like there's more to it, and they never explain it. Like what did what did Uncle Joey do? What did Uncle Joe? Why is Uncle Joey in jail? Like, because obviously it wasn't because of the alternate 1985, because he was in jail in the regular 1985. Um. The other thing that always kind of bothered me about these movies is um, Marty and Doc, right? What's the deal there? What's the deal with Marty and Doc? Marty's a 17-year-old high school kid. Doc's, uh, I don't know, he's probably in his 60s at least. Um, I'm guessing, right? He's got to be at least 60-something now because what was he in 1955? He was probably... He's I don't know, probably seventies then. I don't know, but anyways, um, why is this, this seventeen-year-old, seventy-year-old doctor, scientist guy hanging out with a seventeen-year-old uh, high school student? Right? Isn't that weird? This is a little weird, right? Like, I, I mean, it doesn't really totally make sense. I mean, hey, but that was the thing in the eighties. I mean, you had Mister Miyagi was helping out with Daniel Larusso um, again, a whatever how old he was, hanging out with a high school kid. Although, at least in that case, they explained it. Like, there was a reason behind it. Like, he, you know, went to this, moved to this new town and got beat up. And then the janitor or maintenance man at the apartment complex helped him out. I mean, I guess that made sense. But there's no, there's no explanation on this one. It's just like, it's just like in the first movie, they're just like, oh, well, Marty's showing up to go visit his friend, the doc, who's a 70-year-old scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember last year when Karate Kid came out? Yeah, it's sort of like that. It's sort of like that. You know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. We're not gonna explain it. We don't have to. But really, I mean, and, and it's funny because um, there's a there's a new there's a new show on. I think it's it's in the second or just finished its second season called Rick Rick and Morty. And if you haven't checked it out, it's a it's a great show. Um, it's on Adult Swim. Um, and uh, well, now they're explaining how George McFly got murdered, um, which was the way to write off the character. Anyways, Rick and Morty is on Adult Swim. Um, it's a pretty funny show. It's basically this crazy scientist like Doc, although on like a much larger scale, who's also an alcoholic. Although, Doc might be a secret alcoholic. This is not really quite clear. In the third movie, he has a shot of whiskey and passes the hell out. So I don't know if that's because he's just a lightweight or he has some alcohol issues. I don't know. I mean, you know, Mr. Miyagi did, but anyway. So, Ricky and Morty, they travel around doing all these crazy things, but at least in that show, Morty, who's the who's the 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 Mar- the Marty character, he's at least his grandson. That makes sense to some degree, but th- this relationship was never explained. Like, why are Doc and Marty friends? They never explain it, and I would love to know why. Let's have a prequel. Get a prequel out there. And um, that's probably never gonna happen, but. I'd like to know um uh so now he's trying to explain to him why there's an alternate nineteen eighty five and this part actually really confused a lot of people. I remember when this first movie came out. I remember watching this movie and and someone was asking me like, wait wait, what why why what's going on? why are they in nineteen eighty five wait why are they going back to nineteen fifty five Wait, but if that's nineteen eighty five and that nineteen eighty five if they go back to nineteen fifty five isn't going to be a different nineteen fifty five well, no, because they go back before that anything changed. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, it got a little confusing for some people, and I, I guess I could understand it to some degree, but I always... I liked it. I liked the fact that, the, you know, they, they were trying to mess with the timeline and stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different movies and TV shows and stuff that deal with time travel. Um, and they all have different theories. Obviously, this is all made up you know for <laughs> made up for entertainment purposes so it's not really like oh well you know if you did this and did this and did this uh, maybe uh we could travel through time and it's like no you know that's never gonna happen the only time the only possible way right now and you know i know they're trying things with the, uh, you know freezing people and all that kind of uh, the, all those uh what is it called the uh i don't know whatever there's a word for it but i can't think of it um you know that's why they froze Ted Williams' head and all that stuff. And, and and that's more of a that's not really time travel as much as it is like you know, just like freezing yourself type of and then you wake up later to so the younger when you're you know, it's 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 spended an animation type of thing and it's like well that's not really time travel, that's just you you or you don't have to deal with it. Um You know, same thing with like, I mean, if you were in a coma for 20 years, you wake up and it's 20 years later, it'd be like you traveled through time, even though you obviously didn't. But the fact that you can't, you know, I know there's things with wormholes and stuff, but the reality of it is it's never going to happen in our lifetime. And if it's possible, the only way it'd be possible is to go into the future. I don't think you can go into the past. I don't know. I don't. Know. Not anything significant, anyways. I mean, I know there's like some circumstances where if you went too fast and went ahead of the the the, if you want the speed of light or something, you could be two places at the same time theoretically or something, in the view of someone. and I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Anyways, um, so here we go, they're setting up another plot, f- or another, uh, they're setting up the plot line, well, sort of another plot line for the third movie, with the bulletproof vest in Clint Eastwood, specifically, uh, cause, uh, in the third one, uh, well, I wanna ruin it for you, but I'm sure if you've seen this movie, you've probably seen the third movie, um, yeah, dog, uh, the Marty uses some of that, uh. To his advantage. And use these Clint Eastwood's name specifically in the third one. Which, oh, did they have to clear that with Clint Eastwood? I don't know. I'm assuming if they did he was fine with it, but... It's... I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously they had to clear the footage there, but I don't know if they had to go to Clint Eastwood for that. They might have just owned that Universal did. I'm not sure. Um... Gray's Sports Almanac, um, yeah, that's the book that, um, Biff used, uh, when I was money, if we hadn't established that, um, I did, I mentioned it, um, I don't, again, I don't know what the specifics were behind it being called Gray's Sports Almanac, they, uh, just chose that, I guess, um, This scene kind of drags a little bit. Um, I guess, I guess, I guess they needed this one specific if you hadn't seen the first one because it kind of explains that whole thing. You know, he was crashed his car, the lightning storm, blah blah blah. Which you know, then they go back and you know, sort of do anyways. But um, yeah, it's funny that Biff would have used that same date to go back to, but. You, 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 if you if you paid attention, you knew that though. Uh, yeah, it's a little little trid little tidbit to hear if you if you if you are paying close enough attention, when they're coming back from 2015 to 1985, the date that's below that says November 12th, 1955, which you might not think about because you might just think, oh well, that's when Marty came back. So yeah, of course it's going to say what they were before but no doc had gone back and forth a bunch of different times so it shouldn't have said that but it did and that was a little clue on that um but um yeah it's a little tidbit if you didn't ever notice that i'm sure there's more that i'm not even going to mention because i don't even know about them but um here's a nice nice little nice little uh thing here where uh, marty grabs the matchbook because that will play a part later in the film. Now, see, here's the thing that even now, like, all right, so he's saying how some crazy futuristic or some crazy guy from the future who says he's a relative, like, he doesn't realize at this point that it was him. Like, even all these years later, I mean, he's pretty... I mean, I understand that young Biff... It wasn't very smart. It was kind of an idiot, but I always thought they established that the Biff of nineteen eighty-five was kind, of, you know, kind of like a s- smarter guy. Like, seemed like a smarter guy to some degree. Um, not, not the bumbling idiot he was in nineteen fifty-five. But you know, whatever. Especially in this. I mean, you know, obviously he's uh, doing well for himself and and all that stuff. But. um obviously he's cheated his way to to that cheated his way to the top yep um, alright Mari ditches the goons goes up the roof which um, I guess that was a good idea I'm not really sure what we are expecting to go on the roof but there's no ladder or nothing but oh well Um, this is probably Thomas F. Wilson's best scene, maybe. Lead poisoning. That one of his best lines. Two McFlyers with the same gun. Although, I don't know. He he's really good in the first one though, with McFly in the in the opening scene, and then the in the in the cafe. You Irish bug. Um. With the same God. And then Marty just jumps off. Now, the timing on this is really weird. And again, you know, see, at least it's at nighttime. And. And everything, but. Uh, should Doc really be flying the DeLorean around in the middle of, like, in the middle of downtown Hill Valley? Like, this seems like you're asking for trouble, but. I guess if their plan is to change this reality no one's ever remember seeing that, right? Um Now see, I guess maybe that they had in the original plot, they had to go back to the 60s. I don't know, I'm not, I'm still not sure exactly what that was talking about in the in the Nerdiest podcast that I heard today. Um But um Where am I in this? I'm trying to figure out. Right, I'm at uh, one hour and one minute and 45 seconds. Um, One hour, one minute and 45 seconds. Starting now. Okay. That's not what I meant. Thanks, Alexa, though. Did I say Alexa? Why did she do that? All right. Sorry. Anyways. Dealing with 2015 technology right now. I know, right? Craziness. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Um... Yeah, Jennifer, who was still passed out on, um, uh, thing. Uh, anyways, uh, so, what was I trying to look up? Um, no, alright, I got that. Alright, so now I'm going back to the, um, the past. And, um, back to the, uh, where they hid the DeLorean in the first one. Um... see now he says all right so i guess i'll get into that now uh there's nothing to do with this but he says oh it looks like it was just like i was here yesterday oh you were here yesterday well yeah this does take place over just a day because well not not i mean from from the first one to now um yeah it was just a day because this is 2000 or you know because he showed up he Left <laughs> wow, now I'm confusing myself. All right, so he leaves 1955, goes back to 1985, and in 1985 he's there for like an hour or two or whatever, or a few hours, I guess, because you know he gets back at 150 and or whatever. So, and then well, I don't know, it might have been more than 20. Well, yeah, well, I guess it was yesterday, anyways. Um, so here's a part of this movie that always kind of bugged me because they get. Doc gets these crappy walkie-talkies. They look like they look like they cost like five bucks at like a you know con, uh, you know five dollar walkie-talkies that you'd find at like the you know um convenience store or something, and they work really good. And I suppose maybe it's because the fifties and no one's using the airwaves or something, but like the radio waves or whatever. But like really, like that works but then it doesn't work in a tunnel it's like what why doesn't it work in a tunnel like what, what, uh anyways um and we never established either why biff lived with his grandmother it's weird we don't know about these generations there's generation gaps in the tannin family because uh, i guess mad dog was his great-grandfather or i don't know something like that and then or maybe great great grand i don't know whatever then you got his grandmother, although we never see her, we just hear her yelling. And what a dick move this is, throwing the ball up on the roof thing. Yeah. It's re- He's a real heel. Um, Biff. <laughs> One of the best bad guys in all of uh, film history, in my mind. But that's just me. Um. I like how they bring back Mr. Sandman, though. Um. Who is not a good villain, by the way. Spider-Man 3? No, eh, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> so, like I was saying, anyways. So, they established that they, you know... The continuation is really good, whereas, you know, it's the next day and whatever. My problem, I guess, always with the, the situations where they ended a movie and then started the next movie with the end of the other movie, was the time passage obviously no time had passed here so whatever even though you know obviously Michael J. Fox looked a little different but the Rocky movies always bothered me and not so much the first to the second because the first and the second it was right after and then he says it's not going to rematch and then it takes over time and whatever and the second and third same sort of thing like oh Rocky won the championship so he's fighting a bunch of guys and whatever and eventually leads to three years later because those movies are all three years apart but then the third to the fourth one really bothered me because all right, they established in the third one that Rocky Junior was like a you know whatever a little kid, but didn't really have a well, did speaking role in that. He was still kind of this whatever, to, you know, toddler or whatever. And so in the end of Rocky Three, when he's fighting Apollo, and then comes back after, and then at the beginning of the thing, they show the. Finding apollo and then he comes back afterwards and his son's like oh what happened what oh friend we got in a fight we punched what this kid's like six or seven it's like wait a minute how did he get so much older and then again in rocky four to five rocky four he's you know in russia for christmas and then and then he comes home and then all of a sudden after he comes home from russia all of a sudden his son's like 12 it's like wait what happened what happened, <laughs> what happened over christmas <laughs> like the did Rocky spend like four years in, in Russia and not tell anyone like it it was always confusing to me. And, and, and obviously they didn't have to do that with the sixth one because it was obviously much, much later. Um, uh, first of all, all right, Biff's a little uh, aggressive with the ladies here. Um, I don't know, 1955, that was okay. But, um, obviously in the first, the first movie, uh, where Biff has, uh, Lorraine in the car, uh yeah kind of people don't really it's it's kind of all those things now it's like yikes this was not kind of this wasn't cool and here we go again um another scene with two two uh actor or an actor playing two parts actually i missed the whole the, the scene in the kitchen where where michael j fox was playing three different characters at the same time he was playing his him him as his older self then his daughter and his son and I guess those are the three roles he plays in this movie Although technically if you want to count it He plays five Because he plays the self now He plays in future self He plays his son He plays his daughter And then he plays his past self in 1955 um, Playing Johnny B. Good and all that um, Really like How does Biff not like? See this is what I'm saying about 1955 Biff He's clearly not bright how does he not know that's him, or at least related to him? Um, all right, so here coming up, this part, this part's really interesting. So he's talking about the book. He's about to give him the book. He turns on the radio to test it out. Like just looks up a game and tests it out, right? So November twelfth, nineteen fifty-five. Um, UCLA. Um, well, it's funny because if you look, actually look up the scores and. That's a huge thing that the internet does now. It's like you, you know, supposed to, in this, and it's one of those things where it's like it's very, it's very, it's very nice that they did that. All right, so here we go. UCLA. Down by. Down by one. Um. UCLA win nineteen to seventeen. All right, so if we go on the internet, blah blah, 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 blah look up college football scores. On November twelfth, Actually, it comes up pretty fast because I'm sure more more people have done this. Um, but here we go. You got um, UCLA wins nineteen to seventeen over Washington. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like they didn't need to do that. They could have just made up scores. It didn't really matter. Like, how was anyone supposed to know that? Like, people didn't have... I mean, I guess if someone did have a sports almanac, legitimately have a sports almanac, they could have looked it up. But the internet wasn't what the internet is at all. So it's not like people were like, oh, I'm going to fact check that and see if that's an actual score. And it's funny because back coming up later when um when, um when he's driving around and turns on the radio and they're talking about scores and he's looking through it again when Marty's trying to grab it and they say a bunch of scores and they're all accurate they're all accurate I mean they're all very accurate and uh you know it's 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 an interesting little touch and I like that I like that that they went that extra mile and We're like well it we could just say random scores but um you know you should probably do actual scores in case anyone you know to be historically accurate I guess although they they weren't so much with the guitar Um, I've read this other places. The guitar that he plays apparently didn't exist until 1957 or something like that, so it's historically inaccurate. But at least they got the football scores, right? Am I right? See, he can't take the DeLorean out in the daylight. Well, I guess in 1955 it wouldn't make sense to take a DeLorean out in the daylight, but apparently it was okay to fly it around in 1985. That, to me, doesn't make any sense. Contradicting himself once again. Don't know the dance, Grandma. Um. Get home when I get home. Why is his grandmother such being such a bitch to him? And where's his mom? Where's his dad? Where's his parents? Uh, what the hell? Why is he living with his Grandma? Someone explain this to me. I want to the, the do a whole retrospective of this movie and explain all the stuff that they didn't explain. Why do you know? I mean. And there's Doc on his bike, barely not paying attention. to That was Biff driving past him. Come on, guys, pay attention. Um. All right, coming up is another scene where Doc really, really blows it, really blows it, yelling at yelling at Marty and not to run into his his other self, and then he does. All right, we're not there yet, but. Alright, coming up here, and this scene is interesting. This this tunnel that they're driving through is actually the same tunnel that they used in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, which Robert Jamek has also directed. So I guess he liked that tunnel. Same way uh, Marty McFly, sorry, Michael J. Fox liked that street, the same street that he falls out of the tree um, when he's trying to say, or no, he doesn't fall out of the tree. George McFly falls in and he saves him and gets hit by the car. That same street was used in. Teen Wolf when he's walking the dog or something Or walking Booth home or something I forget exactly what scene it was right? Because it's probably the same scene um, But um, Yeah so he just told him not to run into his other self And now he's about to run into his other self But like he already before he even tells him that he's he sees the DeLorean, so he knows he's there. Why would he stop to talk to him? Like why wouldn't he just keep going? Like pay, <laughs> he's not he's not exactly paying attention to his own advice. Um Um but you know, what's gonna happen? The paradox and the world's gonna blow up. we just start two biffs talking to each other. And then they interact, right? Like wouldn't this cause something to happen? No? I don't know It's just the whole thing's a little Contradictory To my, to 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 what I think Um like, I even knows like the right Alright so how old is he here I'm trying to figure this out So That's 1955 Doc And that's 1985 Doc So he's supposed to be 30 years older I don't know I can't figure it out But anyways Either way You shouldn't be hanging out, hanging out With a 17 year old should, right, that's weird, right? Um, what an explanation! Like, if he was his uncle, like, why didn't they just establish that he was like his uncle? I'm like, oh, he's his uncle. Okay, fine. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe because he, when he went in the past in the first one, if he if he'd been his uncle, he would have known. Fly. I don't know. I, I guess they wanted to establish that there was no connection between them whatsoever in 1955. To make it seem more realistic that Doc's not going to know who he is. And that's to prove to him that he's really from the future and all that. So I guess I can understand that. Um, So now they're back at the uh, enchantment under the sea dance. Um, Now... (sighs) I don't know, I've always kind of wondered this, and it's interesting, and it's a funny concept, and it's kind of, but it's a little gimmicky that they go back to the old movie, and, you know, here, here's, like, here we go, there's Crispin Glover, Georgia Flight Dance Around, but that's just clearly just the same scene out of the first one, and is that just lazy? Like, it's like, oh, we don't have to film anything else, we already did this, but, it, you know, it was kind of cool, I guess, but at the same time, you know, you gotta get the same actors, and sort of, and all that stuff, the band's gotta be the same for this part, you know, obviously they didn't get the same actor for, you know, for, um, Jennifer, but apparently I didn't care about that. Part of it. But anyways, um, more, uh, Billy Zane action coming up. Um, he's got the almanac. And this guy's called 3D, his other, other buddy there, because he's always wearing 3D glasses, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's Mr. Strickland, always always bald as ever, calling him a slacker. Or not yet, he will be. Um. Well, yeah, so now we're going back to the whole Calvin Klein thing from the first movie. He owes him a knuckle sandwich. That's a that's a good one. Now, obviously, he's been drinking, which they get, we establish in the first one, because um, Lorraine in the car tells him he's been drinking, uh, I believe, right? Or is that in this one? No, that must be in that one, right? Although she was drinking, too. Everyone apparently drinking back in the 50s. People didn't know what drinking did to you back then, I guess. Or at least not the consequences later in life, as he says to his mom. Now the almanac had a dust cover which was established in an earlier scene when um talk about the uh Dust Buster. So um yeah, that, that comes in that see, nothing in this movie was done without the purpose of being brought back. So the fact that they made a, an obvious reverence the dust cover is pretty significant. Now, the problem I have with this almanac, and, and I've always kind of had this al- problem with this almanac, and it's and it's basically just a magazine, um, f- for the most part. Um, how is that magazine supposed to have all the results from every sporting event for fifty years? Even like horse racing, like it's not that big. Like I, I think I have a I have a an old sports thing that I have around here somewhere that was like 50 like I don't know if it was 50 years but but it's a huge book it's ginormous and it probably doesn't even cover like it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't cover horse racing I mean college football it might and I think it's just pro sports and to tell me that that book covers that much stuff I don't know I don't believe it um, but I guess it makes it Who's here for this movie now? Supposedly, right now, uh, Mr. Strickland took away the uh, the almanac from Biff. Um, but as we'll find out, as Marty is chasing the town. And Strickland's drinking too. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's drinking to this party. They're all liquored up. Um, and he supposedly has the almanac. But um, as we'll find out in a minute, Dust Jacket. But why does the magazine need a dust jacket? That's the thing I don't understand. Um Strickland just getting drunk. Now Marty's trying to grab the book. Um and uh it <laughs> Um Alright, I, I don't Now, Mr Strickland, um yeah, he was always in the first one, he was in this one. Now, Mr. Strickland isn't in the third one, but his ancestor or something, whatever, Strickland, I don't know if, I forget what his name is, is in the third one. So this guy gets, I forget what his name I can't even think of what his name is up the top of my head. Um, James Tolkien. Um, I'm not sure where else he's been, let's see, uh, he's been in other stuff. Um again he's another guy like i feel like this is his defining role like i don't think he was in anything else that I mean it's just me i mean i'm sure he was in other stuff but he this is the only thing i can think of that, that i really remember him being in like certainly the most significant thing that i've ever seen him in but maybe that's just because i <laughs> i hide these i, I had these movies in such higher regard than anything else that i that he could probably ever in Whereas someone else might have seen him in some other movie that they loved. And all of a say, oh, that's the guy from uh, Boiling Point. Um, uh, hold on. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, oh, I guess he was in Opportunity Knox, if you remember that movie. Um, oh, he was in Dick Tracy? Huh. He's an in, oh, Problem Child 2? Mm-hmm. It was in a bunch of stuff. But I feel like this still is a defining role. Now, Marty gets the book, but obviously it's just a dust cover and it's ooh la Whichever ooh-la-la is. I don't know if that was an actual uh, magazine or they just made that up for the movie. I'm assuming they just made it up. Although, I don't know if Playboy existed yet. Now, here's the whole... This, this, I mean, obviously they had to redo this scene where... Um, with um, George McFly knocking out Biff from the different angle, and it's obviously not Crispin Glover because he didn't do it, but it's funny that the way they do this, because obviously, you know, it, to get it to to be like exactly the same, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of tough for them to do, I suppose. But they did a pretty good job of it. I mean, it was like almost like, oh well. If they knew what they were doing when they originally did the... In the original with the second one. Like, they wrote them at the same time. They'd be like... Oh, we'll just film it from different angles. and Then we can use the different angles in the next movie. But... And then now they cut back to this part where... See, but they're cut into the angles. See, part of this is obviously from just the... They just reuse the thing from the first movie. But, clearly, they film it from a different angle... Like that's obviously not, but this part clearly is, and they do a good job of just not, <laughs> um, showing George's face at all because it's not him. Um, <clears throat> but then they had to redo the, those scenes so just from the filming from a different angle. So like it's it's funny that they had to redo all this stuff. That's part funny. This guy with the they took his wallet. I think he took his wallet. <laughs> What's CPR? When did CPR become a thing? Like, I, I feel like I've known CPR, or I don't know CPR per se, but I've known of CPR my whole life, so I wonder when CPR came into existence. Let's look it up. Uh, hmm... Uh, this is all right let's see c p r um, oh there doesn't seem to be a date on it at all I don't know but anyways Apparently CPR didn't exist in 1955, or people weren't aware of it, or know how to do it, or anything like that. Um, Alright, see so now here we go. We got this part. Now see, they're filming it from a different angle, so it's they're still not showing his face. Because um, I wonder if, they, if he was just in the movie, if they would have bothered to refilm it, or just use the same because they could show his face. Although I guess they're still doing it from a different angle because they're doing it from this Marty's perspective, not the other Marty's perspective. Billy Zane with another zinger. Right, guys, now, I now, I wonder if this part was all the same because why would they have had to have him redo it? Although I guess he's from different angles, they're gonna to have to. They would have to do it. See, but if they could just use the same establishing shots, I don't know there is actually a question of whether or not they changed the way Marvin Berry goes goes on the phone. Because if you watch the original, it appears like he goes to the right of the stage. But on this, he clearly goes to the left of the stage. It's a little inconclusive, I would say. But it's always been a a bit of... I don't know why they did it that way, per se. Um, but it's been a... It, it comes into question every once in a while if you read, like, the goofs or whatever. Um... But here we go, there's Marty again, with Marty, sort of. Well, not this part, but coming up when he's climbing above the stage. Which, all right, now, right now, or sort of. Well, I don't see, I don't know, because he's behind him, so that might not be him. Like, did they bother doing that? Well, I guess, no, we'll see, right now, that's clearly both of those are Michael J. Fox. Unlike in Austin Powers, the original Austin Powers, whenever Dr. Evil... And, and Austin Powers on the scene, screen at the same time, it wasn't him. And one of them wasn't him. It was clearly, like, wasn't him. And I, you know, they did that as a joke, I think, but a lot, a lot of people picked up on it. All right, but see, there's Marvin Barry going to make this phone call, but goes the other direction, I guess. Now, see, they could have just switched it. See, now, this part here, where they have Marty... In the back, on top, and the other Marty playing the guitar. I feel like that's just the scene from the first movie because I feel like they did that in the first movie, but then they had didn't have him in the background, so they had to impose it in the background. Maybe I don't know. I have to go back and watch. I have to watch them side by side. Now this part, like where he's kicking over the thing, like they're not showing anything else. So there's no reason why they couldn't just use the original, the original footage, right? I don't know. I wonder how much of this was new and how much of it was reused. Like this part, clearly, that's the same. Mm, clearly, this is the same because, but it's so funny because he looks so much younger. <laughs> it's like it's a day. It was a day. How is he so much older? But now here he's walking off stage, and they 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 do a good job of not really showing him there because obviously it's not. That Marty, it's the other Marty, but it's only it's the same person, but it's just a day later. It's weird. <clears throat> this part always kind of bothered me. He goes to take off to get to meet Marty, or sorry, meet Doc on the on the on the uh, roof, but then decides to stick around and watch himself talk to his mom, which just happened the day before. So, why? He just saw this happen He just did this Why would he watch what he just And then Biff's there Now clearly Biff wasn't there in the original Because he wouldn't have getting punched out by By um Well he already got punched out by George But didn't get punched out again by Marty And again he calls him chicken The whole chicken thing I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Where did that get established that everyone calls him chicken? Um. And then, of course, he gets knocked out by himself. Now, But see, he's still thinking that. See, he's... Con- and then... I... They didn't notice that was also him? <laughs> like... Uh. <sighs> Biff's not smart. Biff's not the smartest, uh. The uh, smartest uh, guy in the world, um, at least specifically not 1955. Like Future Biff's super smart. He used a time machine. He flew back in a time machine to get himself a book. Like, how did he get so much smarter in his old age? You know, I don't know. Um, and now Marty's gonna have to go tell Doc that he screwed up. Doc's having problems with the uh, banner That got caught up in the The thing which Like I said before Nothing in this movie is done Without specifics To later Like nothing's done just to be done Everything's done with a purpose And I guess most movies are like that but They're sort of subtle about it A lot of times Like the dust jacket thing You wouldn't have necessarily thought of that Um Now, Hill Valley, as far as I know, is not an actual place, so I don't think the weather report is accurate in this in this scene. Uh, I don't know if there was a lightning storm in Hill Valley in November 12th, 1955, because it's not really a real place. I wonder if that's based off of any real severe thunderstorms that happened in and Flor- uh, California at the time. I don't know. Um, but um, these um, scores that are coming up are accurate. Um. Now again, Doc's just flying around. I mean, I guess it's nighttime, so people aren't gonna notice. But he's just flying around in a DeLorean in 1955. I I, I don't know. Right. UCLA beat Washington. We know that. Michigan State crushed. Michigan blanked Indiana thirty to nothing. I think he said uh, twenty to ten. What was Ohio State beat Iowa twenty to ten? What do you say, Michigan State? Someone beat Rice. Yeah, Michigan State beat Minnesota forty-two to fourteen. What do you say about Rice? Rice beat somebody. Uh, Rice lost to Texas A&M twenty to twelve. I mean. It's all accurate. It's pretty cool that they did that. Um Alright now here we go. Marty's trying to get grab the book from Biff. And um So in the first movie, you may well aware, as they did the the chase scene on the on the um uh skateboard which they reenacted on the hoverboard here. Um Yeah, um well, in the, hover, the hoverboard one, they crashed into the, like I said, they crashed into the uh, City Hall in, in, the, in, the, in the, the race here. crashed into a manure truck, which they mentioned earlier a couple different times. Um, but, uh, you know, they established that manure is Biff's uh, Achilles heel, as you would. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Biff ends up crashing in a manure truck. Because in 1955, apparently manure trucks were just all over the place randomly. Um, And there, I I think, was that the manure truck going by right there? I never noticed. Well, why wasn't the manure truck... Why did it just stop then, I guess? I I don't really understand. Um... And uh, so I guess <laughs> so. This part now, Biff's chase, 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 yeah, chasing uh, Mariana on a hoverboard with a car is kind of a combination of the first two races, where Marty was on skateboard getting chased by a car, but then on a hoverboard getting chased by hoverboards. Now he's on a hoverboard getting chased by a car. So it all comes back at the end, and Biff's not too worried about the hoverboard apparently. Although I guess he realizes at this point that what the older Biff told him was true and that these were the guys from the f- or at least Marty was the guy from the future right I mean I guess he put that two and two together at that point right I would imagine oh and uh oh he's about to get you up to him and oh what's this once again Doc saves Marty from Biff this time with the uh banner thing or whatever that is the string of whatever oh and there's the manure truck and crashes in the manure truck where's that manure truck island is that the same manure truck crashing before I don't know he hates manure though I know that that's well established especially at this point how do you get the manure in his mouth he it's manure Now... Alright, so... You see where this is going. He's got the book now. He got away from Biff. But the lightning storm started, and we have established that uh, lightning uh, causes problems with the uh, time circuits, or whatever, I don't know. Although... The thing I've never quite understood about this is he's not going 88 miles per hour. So why did he? Why did he um? Vanish? What? What? Why? Why did? Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to go to I 85. Mean, I understand the. I understand the lightning hitting the car would cause the. The 1.21 gigawatts that he would need in order to. You know, use the flux capacitor or whatever. Um, but you still had to go 88 miles per hour, right? But he's not going anywhere; he's just floating. I mean, I mean anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because he, so he burns the book, the Biff, um, Biff match book changed. The George McFly isn't murdered anymore; he's honored. Um, uh, Docs were not committed; he's commended. It's all seeming like a happy ending, right? And everything's back to normal, right? Reagan's seek second term. Interesting. So, I guess that was... Why wouldn't Reagan seek a second term? Seems like a weird thing. Weird headline. <laughs> um, yeah, almost got struck there. Now, they say the lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot, but uh, that's actually not accurate. At all. I mean, it'd be tough to do not likely and they get struck by lightning as soon as he says lightning see why did he say that but he's not going 88 miles an hour that's the problem. i don't understand now before and i didn't mention it because i've been talking about a lot of stuff but it, the um time circuit wasn't acting was acting up and flash June with flash January 5th 19 oh sorry January 5th 1885 uh it's a pretty significant point, you know. Not something to be undersold. Like I said, everything, every little detail has has a point in this movie. All right, now this part coming up has definitely been like parried in. I know, I know, Family Guy at least has done it twice, and it's funny because both times they did it. They got Joe Flaherty, who's the guy, the U.S. Union guy here, to deliver it. One of them was in the Star Wars thing. The other one was, that's the same episode with Bertram that I was talking about earlier. Although they did a whole basically Back to the feature episode with Peter going back to 1985. Or, no, I guess it was, was it 1985? No, I don't think it was 1985. I don't know what year it was. They basically did a whole Back to the Future episode without actually doing a whole Back to the Future episode. I mean, they've referenced pretty much everything to do with these movies at some point in the Family Guy. They could have done a whole like Star Wars type of thing with it. Marty McFly. I got something for you. Now I guess they're trying to make it seem like he's gonna take out a gun, but obviously he just takes out a letter. That'd be crazy, man. Like imagine you worked at Western Union and someone's just like, "Yeah, here's a letter, deliver it here and then and whatever," and then it actually worked out. Imagine you've told him oh, it's probably gonna be raining too, so bring an umbrella, which he clearly didn't. You should have told him when he delivered it. Bring an umbrella when you <laughs> come on, Doc. Help him out. Oh, he's there. That he's got the umbrella. Never mind. Okay. I've, you know what? I should have known that. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. Yeah, he's got the umbrella, but he should have brought the umbrella out first. Seven years, two months. F- 12 days. What do you say? 12 days? Yeah, 12 days. Now, I'm a little confused on the timing of this, because... So, he left the dance right after, basically, his other self left the dance with Doc. And they had to chase down Biff. And they did the whole thing, got the book, whatever. And now he's delivering... But he's way out near the line of states, right? Which is kind of outside of town a bit, right? That's where they... That's why they put the. That's why they put the, the DeLorean there, right? Because it wasn't established. This was where Marty lived in 1985. But see, now he just runs off. Okay, so he to find the other Doc, who at this time is helping the other Marty go back to the future. But does the timing work there? Like, I feel like. I don't know. I guess I don't know where the school was in terms of where the where the clock tower is and, and where that where that where that um, well the tunnel is right by the I don't know whatever. It, it's probably better off to not to question these things at this point in time. But all right, so Doc, the old Doc, see now that that footage clearly was just used from the first movie. Like they didn't re film that. Like this is still the same part. But did they re film this? Because this part. Eh, Maybe not. I'm wondering at what point did they have to refilm it? Because this is still the same shot, still the same shot, still the same shot. And he goes to dance and goes, yeah, it worked. But at some point they must cut in because the other Marty comes out. Yeah, see, this part right here, right as they cut out. Because this part was all in the first movie, but right now they must have had to redo this part because all of a sudden the other Marty comes out. And this whole part was obviously not in the first movie. So now the ha- now the ending's not as happy because Doc's in the Old West, and now you don't know what's happening. And um as far as he knows, he doesn't know where DeLorean is. Doesn't know how to get back to the future. Doesn't know where Doc He knows Doc's in the Old West. And this Doc's got an Alvin. And then it's to be concluded. Because at this point they had established they are going to only do three. And they did two and three at the same time. So uh, I guess there was no confusion over that. Which, you know, and I guess. But they left they left the third one. And now, see, this is one of the weird things where it's like they don't go right in the credits. They immediately um, do the trailer of three. Um, and they give a lot away in this trailer when you think about it. I mean, there's one scene in particular that kind of bothered me because it kind of, I mean, not to say that oh, okay, they're not gonna get back to 1985 or whatever, or at least Marty isn't, but they show the scene where he wakes Jennifer up, and it's right here, and it's just like, wait, what? Huh? It's Jennifer's back in nineteen eight I forget it. And obviously, like, well, I mean, I, I guess it was no, no, um, there's. There's no secret he was going to go back to find Doc, but he's not back there yet. Alright, so that's it. And there you go, Back to the Future Part 2. Hope you enjoyed uh, me babbling and mumbling nonsense and, and um, garbage throughout. Um, yeah, Flea. Flea, by the way. Flea was in the toy. That's funny because, you know, this wasn't... I mean, this was before... Chili Peppers got big. I mean, this was '89. Uh, you know, Chili Peppers had probably had a couple hits. In this point, up until this point, and obviously you know had a few albums, and, and you know were probably popular in the punk scene more so in the like mainstream. And um, but you know, under the bridge and and um, give it away, we're a couple years away from this. So, um, all right, well. I guess that's gonna do it. Uh, you know, I guess so. Everyone, um, get out there and get your Pepsi Perfect and your hoverboards and your lace-up shoes and your self-driving, yeah, self-drying uh, jackets. Go see Jaws 19 and uh, watch the Cubs win the World Series, right? Or for your Met fans, maybe not. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. No, I mean, yeah, you know, I I wasn't really sure how, what I was, what I was gonna do for this episode. was running you know i liked i'd like i'd like to try to do one one a month but i didn't really have anything to do with the obviously my last episode was on computer which by the way to follow up on my last episode the computer last chapter uh my computer's working great i had a little bit of issues with the wi-fi at first um um the for some reason it kept on like cutting out when it would go to sleep or when the computer would go to sleep or it'd be idle it would cut out and it wouldn't wake back up. It's supposed to wake back up and then when you, and then reconnect. But it wasn't doing that. And then I tried to disable that feature, but it wasn't remembering that it was. Da- it eventually, I had to undo the driver and redid it, and now it's working fine. Um, you yeah, know, future problems again, right? Back in 1989, when they made this movie, they didn't really have much to worry about. You know, it's funny now. Going back to going back to 1989 for a minute. Um, yeah, I started this movie on. Christmas Vacation 1989 I just got a Nintendo which I've covered before um and I may have even talked about this in the video game episode I don't even remember but yeah I went to go see that and uh we also had a puppy at the time so I had to take a break from playing with the puppy and the Nintendo to go see Back to the Future Part 2 and it was great it was fantastic sorry at the old denim movie theater it was great um yeah um sorry my phone's uh going off uh, people are Trying to get in touch with me I guess I don't know Maybe not Ah group text Gotta love them Um It's like why do you keep CCing me on Stuff that has nothing to do with me Um Yeah um So It's weird that it, Huh It's weird that the, the way they do the cast Cause they do the cast like broken down on which part of the movie they were in so they had the the regular and then 2015 and then uh, 1985 and then um, 1955 but they don't include like the main characters because they already listed the main characters it's weird and it's funny to see who they like considered a main character who they didn't look George Fly and footage from Back to the Future Crispin Glover (laughs) she got thrown in there Beat It, I Can't Drive, 55, Mr. Sandman. Papa Loves Mambo. Uh, original soundtrack album on MCA Records, Comcat, Distant Cassettes? Really? Like, there wasn't that much... There wasn't that much in there. It's funny, they list all this. Like, they, there was a ton of stuff. Well, for for fistful of dollars with the movie that best watching. watched, but they list a ton of stuff that they had shown in the cafe 80s. A lot, of, a lot of 80s stuff, um, and uh, yeah, they didn't even, they didn't use any Huey Lewis in this. Unf- no Huey Lewis in this movie, because he was prominently displayed in the first one, and then in the third one they bring him back, but none in the second. That's kind of funny. This movie is rated PG. Some material may not be suitable for children. But uh, yeah, I think if this was about, if this was released today, it probably would not be PG thirteen. Yeah, it was just PG. So was the first one. So was the third one. I think they're all PG. They are probably would be PG thirteen in today's uh, today and age. Well, I guess I'll, that's gonna do it. We're running an almost an hour and fifty four minutes now. And uh, like I said, the movie itself is like an hour and forty something. Um, I mean, I guess I could keep going and do some archival f- features and behind the scenes and a theatrical trailer and times from the future and and everything, but I'm not gonna do that. And there's deleted the scenes, um, like the one I was talking about with Biff. But no, I'm not gonna do that. And uh, I'm just gonna say goodbye and thanks for listening and enjoy enjoy uh enjoy today. I'm my plan is to post this on October twenty first, um, twenty fifteen, so you'll hopefully when you're listening to it, it'll be that day. And if it isn't then it already passed and then you're gonna have to take a time machine to the past to listen to it on the day And then you have to go back to the future And back to the future too